Yay. Yes. Uh, this is what we're calling the pop-in tem tentative title um, on Flopstars. You'll see it on the same feed, but it's going to be its own little thing where we, we kind of delve into what's been happening this week before we go back on a, a classic album that is is evergreen and can be listened to at any time. Um, my name is Nick Kelly. With me is Sam Murphy. Hello. And this this is my first time in five seasons introducing this podcast. This is normally your bread and butter. And but I'm going to introduce the pop in, I think. I know. I, I thought the I would feel good about it, but I'm actually feeling a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. The lack of power and control um, is quite palpable, but we are here. <laughs> it's a really good learning lesson. Exactly. We're going to go through the biggest song, song releases of the week and do flop or bop on them all. Um, we're also going to talk very shortly about Coachella because that has happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, but first, the Met Gala happened, Sam. Your thoughts? The Met gala i feel like every year i think it's like nobody turned up like where's where's taylor swift where's beyonce like yeah i don't know maybe maybe i'm just like referencing the big pop stars from a bygone era but like they were the people i used to look out for and now i'm like i feel like there was no star power there apart from kylie jenner dressed like she was off to um a wedding at the races <laughs> <laughs> at the Parramatta RSL, yeah. which is which is a very Australian reference, which um, I actually loved. But I did. That said, I I think Cardi B is becoming like the kind of moment of the Met Gala, and her Versace getup was was really cool. I thought. Well, this is the thing. Are, are we just not realizing that the new guard is here and not just on the way up? And that these things so. are now going to be dominated by people like Cardi and like Megan, and and they're going to be the big stories. And Lizzo pulling out the flute. Lizzo looked rival. great. Yeah, she looked really iconic. Good. I only had one hot take, uh, fashion wise, and that is that tweets to the tune of Blake Lively understood the assignment. Oh are wrong. my god! Seriously, leave them at the that, door. That dress was a mess. I actually just... turned to Bianca and was like, what does Blake Lively do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every Met Gala, they're like, oh, finally Blake Lively's arrived. And I'm like, why has she become the queen of the Met Gala? I don't get it. And then she rocks up in this patchwork situation from Leecraft. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand. How is this? We've gone from like clean line eleganza and i know that you know it was all about the gold and the glitz yesterday but this was just yeah. like 15 different patterns in one and they were all busy and then when you put them all together it was way too busy that was my only fashion hot take of yesterday my favorite ones are the people who just turn up and pay no regard to the theme whatsoever yeah. Like when yeah. Stefani and her fluorescent number, I was like, you just, you got the invite and you threw it in the bin and you didn't bother to ask anybody. Yeah. And I would rather they do that than like overdo it. And definitely, definitely. You know what the um, drama of it was though? Cardi B had a party last night. I know that it's early where you are, so you probably haven't caught up on the internet drama, but Cardi B had a party last night. And she was basically up there telling everybody to have a good time. And then she made reference to everybody having a little bit of Kokana. And there's a video of Billie Eilish watching her and she mouths, she's so weird in an 
in a negative way. Oh, Billy. So the internet was going wild that there was a Cardi and Billy beef. Um, there is and now. in the time that you've been sleeping, it's since been squashed. They've shared DMs over Instagram and Billy said that she was not referencing Cardi. Oh, okay. So who was she referencing? Now that's the question. That becomes she said she the... was referencing the people who were filming the speech, but <sighs> who knows? Uh, oh well, that's a... anyway. I it's all been done. There's been one. a nice resolution overnight, so it's all okay. There's one, one thing player. I haven't put on the list that you've also missed, um, which is Tuvelo released her song um, mere hours ago. I don't know if you've heard it yet. I actually got I got it sent to me yesterday and I, I for some reason I didn't think it was coming out this quickly and I should have listened to it. But why don't we do it in bop or flop and then we'll do a real-time reaction. Okay, I love that. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, what a bloody big week. We got Gaga overnight. We got um, Tuve today. And then we've got Carly Rae Jepsen on Friday as well. Huge. Huge. Huge, big, big week for the old guy. <laughs> Very here for this. Um, I mean, it probably flows into the Coachella conversation because Carly's Coachella set felt very much like a career retrospective to date. And then like a, a sort of like, yeah, kind of like a line in the sand of what she's managed to achieve in terms of redefining who she is as a pop star over the last few yeah. years and sort of putting herself into the canon of extremely good song makers. So this is the perfect timing to put a new song out. You know, you, you play that kind of like lifelong dream set in front of thousands of people at the world's most iconic music festival. And then you you come back and you get ready to, to drop that brand new record. I think yeah, it's perfect timing. It's so good. And she, I saw her last year doing a festival here and she's just got so much joy for her back catalogue. And the whole song is just like this celebration. There's nothing like pretentious or overthought about what she does. She's just there purely to like entertain and spread the joy of it all, which is like more rare than so you nice. think I feel like with pop shows. Yeah, Carly will be fantastic. Now speaking uh, of Coachella and, and the Carly set, um, I'd love your thoughts. We've both been to Coachella together. Um, yeah. we've had some, some wonderful times there. You've been, you've been multiple times. Um, I had really bad Coachella FOMO this year. FOMO I did too. I think cause there's been a break. Yep. And we've yep. missed those big moments for so long, you know, like it's been so long since we've had that kind of like anticipation of seeing who somebody would bring out or like just this sense of occasion, which I feel like I didn't know how much I missed until that weekend was on. I was, I was literally in the airport watching the Harry Styles set, like on my phone at a cafe. And then he <laughs> brought out Shania Twain and the flight is boarding. And I'm like trying no. to watch as much as I can. But I was like, that, that was, it was really good. It just felt exciting. It was, it was, it was a big pop moment again. Um, there were some great sets right throughout the day though. Like I was sort of hanging around on the beach, um, soaking up the sun and just sort of jumping yeah. in the, in the water between sets and, um, a couple of highlights Beautiful. from like earlier in the day, still woozy, um, who I hadn't really heard much from, but he was really, really cool. Um, Omar Apollo, yeah. I know we've discussed oh. this, but what a performer. Um, he's just, he's, he's got everything and the set's just sexy and fun and funny. And, um, yeah, he, he just really kind of set the, set the tone perfectly. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously Harry was quite iconic. I didn't hear much of the weekend. 
and Swedish House Mafia set. I didn't... Yeah, I actually had to go back and find something online later to watch it because I was a bit confused as to how the whole thing worked. But it turns out Swedish House Mafia played their set and then they played Sacrifice together and then they basically left and The weekend did his whole set. But it was like a rush set. It was like verse chorus kind of thing of all his songs, which I love personally. Yeah. I get a bit bored of every song after a minute and a half. <laughs> um, that said, I don't like two minute songs. Like I need to know the options there. Should I want seven minutes of it? <laughs> but- <laughs> a couple of, couple of lean in kind of, yeah, layback moments. Um, yeah, but yeah. I thought I thought yeah, just just really good to have Coachella back because it is a very good music festival. Um, Who was couple- the other headline? Oh, Billie Eilish. She Billie was Eilish. great. I yeah. watched her. Yeah, yeah. Her little bit with Paramore was really good. Because after she played a couple of years ago, which was already a pretty iconic set for however old she was at the time, seventeen, I think yeah. she was. I kind of wondered how she was going to step that up, but she she found so many ways to do so. Um, and she's just such an engaging performer and so like She really is. Yeah. I was so surprised she managed to, to me, apart from Happier Than Ever, the rest of the album is quite um, like intimate and demure. I wasn't sure how she was going to turn it into kind of like a Coachella headline set moment, but I don't know. She's just, she's got the personality for it. Well, I mean, the three of them, Harry, Billy and, and The Weeknd are both like very formidable performers, I think. Yeah. I don't think Yay was missed that much. I know it would have really brought a headline. Absolutely not. <laughs> it would have it would have brought a conversation. I think, you know, it definitely would have been a, a worthy set, but in light of everything that's been happening, it's like, no. The weekend actually was the right choice and He definitely was. He was put, great. Put the work in. Well that's Coachella wrapped and I absolutely will be there next year. Quick side note shouts to Conan Gray who also, I think, back on the Met Gala conversation, had one of the best looks at the Met Gala. He absolutely was the best dressed for both weekends of Coachella. He's really stepped it up. He's amazing. He's got some fashion people behind him, definitely, because he has stepped it up in the past few weeks. It's what happens when your music starts to get a bit boring. Yes, so we're getting very, very close to the release of Harry's House, the brand new Harry Styles album. And of course, we have confirmation of world tour dates for Love on Tour, which is just going to be one of the great shows. Um, bringing, yeah. bringing Wet Leg to Australia for to play Chez Long and their other songs. Um, and, and various other <laughs> et al. assistances. Um, how, are you, how are you feeling about the, the rollout of this record so far? Good. I think it's great. I, th- I actually didn't realise his... I mean, I knew his star power. I didn't know that he was on the level he was until he dropped it as it was and it just went straight to number one. And I was like, wow, he's at like proper like Katy Perry, Raw, um, Taylor Swift, Shake It Off kind of levels of stardom right now. Yeah. I thought as it was, was like a seven and I feel like it's moved to about a nine for me since. Like it's just really taken over and it feels like it's a hit that's kind of here to stay. Um, yeah. Even the Italian police were blasting it out of their car while I was there. <laughs> it's kind of the seal of approval if the Italians are into it. Um, so, yeah, feel good. I, I really liked one of the new songs he played, the really upbeat one at Coachella. Was that Boyfriends? Um, no, no, not that was the slow one. That's the one I'm going to need a little, bit more time. Yeah. With. I. But um, Boyfriends felt like a song I'd already heard. 
for a little while. Yeah. It felt like something Definitely. off the last record. I, um, a lot of his songs just sound like Beatles songs, don't they? That's a good point. He's definitely inspired, yeah. you're right. Um, I was so glad, by the way, back on the Coachella performance that he played Sign of the Times. I was very worried there that he wasn't going to play it. And then for him to give it the billing of it being his final song, I'm so glad he did that. Because that song still... We've had this conversation. That song still stands up. It's still very, very good. And I'm glad he gave it the billing it deserved, even though he's got plenty of good songs in the tank. I think at the end, it definitely stands as the his finale song. Yeah, exactly. It worked really well in that in that capacity. After he, you know, he'd he'd had the big rock moments and the big kind of ballads, then to have something just that soaring epic to finish off um, was pretty yeah. beautiful. Also, did you see the trailer for Don't Worry, Darling? Um, the movie that he. Um, I just in. saw that it was there, and that was enough for me. <laughs> That looks like a really good. Not film. a bo- not a movie buff, but I liked to see that that you know it was going ahead and yeah. You and I aren't <laughs> That's movie my people. Thoughts on it. You and I aren't I movie people, nothing. are we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I thought it was a movie where he was a policeman, but it doesn't look like. No, that. that's so a that different must, one. Must be next. That's a different <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, no, that's yeah. There two, there's two movies, and one is one is with dudes, and one is with women. And then the one that had the okay. So which is this one? The one with the women. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good for him to shake it up. If he can't be by in ri- real life, he may as well be fictionally by. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> one of the great quotes. <laughs> People can be what <laughs> they want to be. Today. People, the whole point is they can't lay, they don't need to label things. They can be what they want to be. <laughs> I know. He is the like a very definition of you know like the Family Guy episode where she's running for like council member or whatever, and she's just like nine, eleven, and everyone's cheering. <laughs> like Harry can say anything, and people are like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the first and only Family Guy reference that will be brought onto Flopstar. That is the only episode I know. One thing you'll you'll learn about. Well, you probably already know about me. Is I know one to two episodes of every great TV show. <laughs> that's that gets me by. I feel the same. But then every time someone says to me the words, you know, like that episode in The Simpsons, and then they re- they repeat something from The Simpsons, I seemingly always remember that episode. So I don't know how I yeah I know, but then I'm not like, sure if it's because somebody's told me about it. Yeah, it might be that, or like if you've seen like, a like my favorite thing is to recount back to somebody a meme that they told me about weeks ago. Yes, that's and my then favorite. I still haven't seen it, but I'm using it. As my own conversation. It reminds me of one of the great flop stars conversations where yeah. you told me. <laughs> you remember the exact moment already, don't you? Where I told you Pink. <laughs> where I told you Pink didn't write her song, and then you the next like I think in the same episode you go, you know, Pink didn't even write that song, <laughs> as if it was new information. You were I'm basically just I'm basically just Ava Max. I just take old sounds and information, just rehash them for a new audience. Well. <laughs> What a great transition into bop or flop. <laughs> into bop or flop. 
This is where we jump through the week's best or biggest new releases. Not necessarily best. We'll decide whether they're the best and you can decide too. We either give it a flop or a bop. There is no fence sitting in this segment. I've also just realised that not. I look like one of the great jingoists with this shirt because all you can currently see is Australia. All I can see oh, is Australia. But it says yeah. Australia has a black history. I'll make it for sure. <laughs> but all I can see is just... Very necessary content. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were being sponsored by Tourism Australia for a minute. Oh, God. Anyway. Right, glad we had that content. Yeah, I just wanted to make that really clear for you. Move on to the next segment. Okay, well, <laughs> the other episode you'll see in your feed this week is we're going back on Gaga's Chromatica because we thought we'd do that in line with the release of a brand new song called Hold My Hand, which is for. Is it the Bond film? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not right, is it? It's, it's for Top Gun. Oh fuck, that's it. I saw Black Bond and White. It's already been done. I saw Billy Black won her her um Oscar for it earlier in the year. That's right. And we probably won't get one for a few years. Don't think so. Uh, what do we not think that of we're holding our breath? What do we think of Hold My Hand? Look, it's not for me. Wasn't made for me. I'm not going to watch the movie. No. I'm probably going to listen to the song two or three more times begrudgingly. Yeah. But. That what I love about Gaga is she always puts her everything into it. Yeah. And this is exactly what this film called for. And I say that um, as have never seen I've never seen a Top Gun before. <laughs> <laughs> but I just know that she, uh, like Blake, understood the assignment. Understood the assignment. <laughs> Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone is my only uh, reference for Top Gun songs. No, and Take My Breath Away. Take My Breath Away as well. I knew there was one I was Yeah, which is a missing. classic. And I think Hold My Hand kind of sits in that lane. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. How, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It's not a Lady Gaga lead single by any stretch of the imagination, but it doesn't need to be. This is a song for a soundtrack, and you've got to meet the moment of that movie. And I've always thought, I've always thought that with soundtrack songs. I don't care what you, what you make normally or the parameters of what we've heard from you. You've got to make the song that matches the moment in the movie. That's what it should be about. Yeah. That's Definitely. how that's how the whole world of sync and everything works. Um, so yeah, I, I think in in that vein, she's done a really good job. In terms of whether we call it a bop or a flop, this is the question. This is the hard point. I'd probably go on the flop side of things. Oh, I think I'm going to go on the bop side of things because she did what she needed to do. Understood the assignment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Next song yeah. that we're talking about is the brand new thing for Sam Smith, their new single, "Love Me More." Brand new thing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't use normal language. What, what do you think of brand new Sam with your thoughts on your your um, namesake? Well known. Some of it I like. I like the production, but the lyrics, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just a bit over the self-empowerment anthem, to be honest. Yeah. It's... Like, I love it. Sam's had quite a journey towards it and they obviously have a lot to celebrate. But yeah. as a song, I don't know. It just feels a bit like to me I, I think it's a nice fresh coat of paint for Sam to be honest I think it's you know they, they played around in excuse me thought it sort of the disco kind of feel for a little bit they played around with you know see I loved that I want more of that but you can only do it for so long you can't rinse that for too long and we were begging for it for two albums about after two albums of ballads to go back to like when they were doing stuff with Disclosure and, you know, do a bit more yeah. of a dancey feel. And we got that in the last record. So now I think it, it makes sense for Sam to go back to their roots and, and the thing that, you know, and, and just cle cleanse the palette a little. And I think Love Me More meets that meets that mark. It, it, but this is not a lead single vibe. Like, you've got to admit, this doesn't give lead single vibes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You've got to be doing a whole uh, uh, too good at goodbyes level situation for a lead single ballad kind of thing 
Um, yeah, definitely. Or yeah, bit, that's definitely the vibe. Bit too middle of the road. They haven't really nailed a lead single in a while, I think, and that's the that's the issue. Yeah, I think Too Good at Goodbyes is the, was the last great lead single, and that was the lead single for from memory, the second album. Um, what was the lead single for the last album? It there were so many singles before. I remember it was relatively... I guess technically it was Dancing with, with a Stranger. But I thought that was kind of a separate sort of scenario, that one. Yeah, um, I get maybe Diamonds, was it? Uh, it, was, oh, it was My Oasis, which was with Burner Boy, oh. which wasn't great. Di- Not a great lead single. Diamonds, I would call a better lead single. The one it should have been is I'm Ready with Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> what a song. I'm ready. Which, which actually, that ended up soundtracking um, the sports in Australia for a little while. That is the cat sounding like a baby. Um, the That ended up soundtracking the AFL or something for a little while in Australia, the I'm Ready. And I was like, good on the AFL using mm. two non-binary people that most of their fans would probably hate. That's good, actually. soundtrack yeah. it. Um, cool. Bop or flop is the question. I'm going to go with bop. It's... Flop. It does what it needs to do. It plods along. Flop. Plod. Well, our, um, our bar is really low. Our standards are high. <laughs> um, next one. Let's do the brand new Justin Bieber song with... It's Don Tolliver on it, right? Called Honest? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Your thoughts? Just shit really bad really bad stuff why did he go back to the sound of like yummy when he'd done so much work getting himself back to the point like he's had such a great run recently i'm just so over this like thing where justin bieber feels like he needs to be in this lane nobody wants you in it absolutely nobody apart from yourself yeah it's it's a little bit the output's a little bit exhausting at the moment i mean we had that that song with omalay that was that came out like what six weeks ago there was that attention yeah. it's called that was actually quite yeah. a good song and i think if they just yeah. focused on that for a little while it would have attracted a good audience but be and you've got to give credit to justin he has never gone away he's never taken a break <laughs> from releasing but there comes a time where it might be a second to look a bit introspectively and work out that next kind of move. And you, you don't always have to have a streaming hit. And this will be a streaming hit. This will be a, a massive yeah. song for a while. Well, look at Ariana now. Like, we thought she'd never go away. And here yeah. she is. She's gone. Yeah. And her return will be, like, quite a moment now. So yeah. maybe it's time for him to take a year. I think so. Even six months. Even just don't release anything for six months. That would yeah, be exactly. incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, the song the song doesn't hit the mark for me, um, to be honest. So it's a flop. Yeah, flop for me too. Moving on to new music for Khalid. First, first is this to be the first new music for Khalid in quite a while? Yeah. No, he's had heaps. Has he? Why this don't is I what's see or hear any of it? Khalid at the moment, he's just completely like flopped. He's a flop star now. It's disappointing. He has had a single only a few weeks ago. Um, he had an EP this Oh, yeah, this you're year. right. No, last year. I forgot about Last Call. Um, yeah, Last Call, Scenic Drive. I mean, he's had a, he's been oh, Christ, he's releasing been quite consistently. Okay. But this one feels like it might be like his proper return. <coughs> you know? Yeah, which, which I welcome, which I welcome. And I think this is probably... My favourite thing he's done in a while. I mean, there, there's a good sign. There's a disco ball on the front cover of the record. That's always a good sign. Always a good there's sign. There's some little um, Daft Punk vocals at the beginning of yep. it. Bit it's of a top kind box. of like in that 
Doja Cat Say So Lane. It's not extraordinary, but it's not terrible. And I suppose you could also say it's almost in the about them time Lizzo lane as well. But when you compare yeah. apples to apples, you've got Lizzo with what is one of the most defining hits of 2022. And then you've got this Khalid record that whilst is joyful and, and funky... Yeah maybe isn't hitting as much. And maybe that is the problem. Maybe that is why that Khalid cut through is not kind of occurring at the moment. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. So, mm, bop. Yeah, I'll go bop, bop as well. On, we on, still need a bit more. Surface level, it's a bop, but it's surface level. Um, final song yeah. before we start to wrap things up is the new thing from Muna, kind of girl. No, you missed one. What? You missed how? One. Oh God, how did I miss that? How did you miss that? Our girl, the sullet herself, Ava Max. <laughs> Ava Max's song, kind of, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the problem. Perhaps you are the problem. <laughs> Perhaps you're the problem. Yeah. Um, I have turned the biggest corner. <laughs> I, I knew love her. I knew. Love her. <laughs> wasn't gonna take any time at all i know i know this you. is the biggest bop she is just making unashamed pop hits now and like it's a few in the row in a row for me and i get it now of course I you get do. it i still don't want to like sit down or go out for dinner with her or anything yeah but um i'm happy to watch from afar at her thriving absolutely living. that song is a bop and a half and I'm so, it's so good. This will be a very big era for her. In fact, it's hard to call it. Does she have a future nostalgia in her? I was li- I knew that was exactly what you were going to say. Well, maybe your the problem is physical 2.0. Yeah. So um I don't know. Oh, it's hard to say. I don't know if she has the icon um kind of I don't think people view her as much of as an I of an I can't bloody speak. I know today. what you mean, Maybe but did they the view did they view Dua at the start of this album campaign as an icon yet? Maybe not, but I don't think Dua was ever falling into like Rita Ora um, territory, whereas Ava was. Yeah. So we'll see. But I know, like I saw online this week, that a lot of opinion was changing on her. And a lot of people like this song. And she's really not taking herself too seriously. She knows, like, exactly what she's here to do. More than being Dua, I reckon she's, like, a Katy Perry vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there is nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm absolutely ready for it. Um, and I welcome Ava Max's supremacy, without doubt. And I, as, I said, yeah. as I said around the album, she wins, a new, she wins new fans over with every single song. And I saw really commentary once again when this song came out last week. Wow, she's actually won me over. She's, I, I actually yeah. get her now. And I think yeah, that everybody. that's testament. That tells you exactly what's going to happen with this era. Um, so I'm very, very optimistic. And we need an Ava Max. We need someone that's a bit fun, a little bit sort of plain, a little bit basic, um, but with some, you know... <laughs> we really do. We need there a, is such a space for her. Yeah. But now I do. You've seen the light, and I welcome so, you. So obviously, it's a bop. Obviously, it's the best song of the week. Yeah, I think bop by far. Bop squared. Yeah, woo. And then the bop, final bop, bop. song, Muna, kind of girl. We've got brand new Muna record in how long? Not long. Pretty soon. Very soon. And everything off it has been 
incredible. Yeah. I think it will be one of the one of the albums of the year. Yeah. This one probably my least a, a guitar ballad like this is always necessary on a <coughs> great pop album. So it's definitely a bop. Yeah, for me as well. And I think that they have absolute permission to go into sad sad ballad territory as much as they want because they have created yeah. so many joyful spaces to you know, to not necessarily always talk about joyful things, but to talk about the sad stuff in a joyful way and in a in a yeah. sort of like optimistic and hopeful way. Um, I mean, obviously I'm talking about I know a place in that capacity, but you know, you look at what they did with Silk Chiffon with Phoebe and you know, Such a hit. Yeah. So, and I like that they're not afraid to go to delve into trauma and pain a little bit more deeply, um, and a little bit more tenderly, but not make it. You know, it, it's not depressing, and it's not. There's always a, a glimmer of optimism in there, and a glimmer of hope, and a glimmer of a yeah. desire for a better future. And I think that's what this band is so special at doing. And um, yeah, there's already been some singles that are just absolute pop canon already um so yeah i'm very here for the for the minute record um the album yeah. is what date is it it is june 24 self-titled Muna record so we will take it bring it on oh, that's ages away yeah ah. your that's the day of your bucks party is it yes <laughs> oh great i have the days of your wedding can't, can't wait to blast muna for it <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning Perfect on a balcony in Puglia. Just listen to <laughs> their last song. There's this lyric at the start. I'm a bit behind on things because I've been away, so I've been catching up on all the songs. Yeah. And the lyric that starts it is, so "You're going to say that I'm on a high horse. I think that my horse is regular size. Did you ever I... think maybe you're on a pony? Like it's so good." How? <laughs> Fucking perfect. That's so. That's what I'm talking about. I think anything but me has the cheek, but a bit of sadness. But it's got yeah. that. It, it plods so perfectly. That's a perfect pop song, and it's so good. Yeah, I think they're on track for a really special record and a really defining moment in their history. Um, before we me wrap too. the pop in this week in pop, all wrapped up into thirty minutes. Yeah, we're going to go back every week um, and look at what was popping 10 years ago. This week, uh, somebody that I used to know had just gone number one Whoa. in the US. And Carly was at number two with Call Me Maybe. I so mean, two that's defining nuts. pop moments and two massive one-hit wonders as well by two people who had very different careers after them. <laughs> Couldn't be more different from one another. No one even knows what Gautier's doing now. Um Presumably just shopping no. for records and <laughs> making samples because that's all he seemed to do in the first place. Um, and not to not to negate the work of Kimbra on that record as well. Um, oh. Lovely Kimbra, who's done some great stuff since. She has done great stuff since. What a time for Carly to come back. I mean, 10 years to the day where Call Me Baby was at the top of the charts, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. I'm really excited for her to come back. I think Rostam has produced this new single. Great. Um, who, yeah, has done some great pop work. So Absolutely. Very exciting. If you care to join us, just follow us over to Flop Stars, where we're going to have a, a chat about Gaga for a change. We'll unpack Chromatica. Get ready. It's like our fourth Gaga episode, and we're ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for jumping into the pop-in. Um, follow us at our... And I haven't told Sam this, but I'm going to start an Instagram for us. <laughs> you cool if we start a Flop Stars Amazing. Instagram. Yeah, great. It, so look forward to that being updated 
every be- two to three months. <laughs> <laughs> it should be at Flopstars Pod if I can get the handle. It might be Flopstars Podcast, but start with Flopstars Pod and we'll see how we go from there. And we'll see how we go. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Flop stars.